Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ, and welcome to The Spirit of EQ podcast. Today's episode is on circumstances. Life is a journey. Spirit of EQ helps shape and guide the road ahead for individuals, leaders, teams, and organizations striving to realize their full potential through emotional intelligence. Spirit of EQ is a coaching and consulting company that assists individuals and businesses to reach their full potential by developing emotional intelligence. In business, managers and leaders recognize the value of training to develop leadership skills. What they may not realize is that those skills are far more effective when they pay attention to not only performance, but also to people. Emotional intelligence is a crucial skill because people drive performance and emotions drive people. I think this episode, and I wanted to get your thoughts as we un- unfold this idea about circumstances and how do we get to a place where we can be well despite our circumstances? Um, because at least where we're at, we're almost close to being about a year in where full-fledged pandemic. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's been a long time and it seems like it hasn't been a long time at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of weird that way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, And that's not even mentioning the stuff that happened in between, whether it be in the summer, uh, George Floyd, um, you know, obviously the politics, the election, and quite frankly, January 6th, which is again another one of those days, right? So um, I tried to illustrate in the video is that, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to happen that are a part of what we define as circumstances that we have zero control over. Um, and that can be that can be frustrating mm-hmm. and also can lead to anxiety and, and other types of issues with our mental health. Today's uh, episode is not designed, as I think most of our listeners know, that we're going to solve some problem for you and you'll walk out tomorrow and it won't be an issue. I wish it was that simple. Yeah, wouldn't it be great, right? I, I think of it in terms of circumstances are these things that sort of alter our normal or what we perceive to be normal path and require us to take a different route, right? And um, even if the circumstances are good, right, um, when you get good news, it, it typically implies something's changing. Mm-hmm. Something's going to go differently, whether it be good or, you know, bad, what have you. And we mentioned this off air, Jeff, about neural pathways. And I think this is kind of a a good place to, to hang out for a minute is that when change comes, whether it be good or bad, um, there's this confrontation in our head, right? Mm -hmm. Because our brain has developed or we've developed in concert with our brain, these neural pathways. Um, and, And maybe this would be a good part because I know we had an episode once that was dedicated strictly to neural pathways a long time ago, but for our audience purposes, Jeff, define again the idea about what a neural pathway is. Okay, can I tell a quick story? A story is always welcome okay. here. Okay, it goes back to my childhood. Uh, when it came time to school, we went and bought school clothes. And every year we would go buy school clothes, and I wanted a pair of black uh, Converse Chuck Taylor high tops. Mm-hmm. And they were like $14. But the kids were $8. So guess what one I got every year? I got the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, parents that grew up in the Depression, you know, every every penny counts. Uh, and 
I never got my pair of Chuck Taylors. And I'm 63 now, so about three years ago when I was around 60, I was talking to my daughter about – well, she mentioned that her pair of Chuck Taylors that she had, she was very disappointed because they finally wore out and she's going to have to get a new pair. And I just mentioned, you know, I've, I've never got a pair. And she goes, Dad, you're an adult. You can buy your own now. But I had this neural pathway engraved in my mind that when I thought about Converse Chuck Taylor shoes, I couldn't get them. Mm. That was just in there. And it took till I was 60 to go, I need to change that neural pathway. So now, now I have two pairs. <laughs> 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 but that's a neural pathway. It's, it's when you have this thought, it, it's like a riverbank. Or the, the the course of a river, it's going to go that way no matter what unless you decide to change it. So there, there's an interesting thing that you mentioned there, and I know that – and I've used this analogy with um, some of our clients is that this idea is is that we develop these neural pathways and they can be as complex as a freeway system or as simple as a residential street. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all kinds of them, right? And I said the interesting thing is think about like the route that you're going to take – to um, I think about it just like with our studio here, uh, getting to our producer's studio, my part of town where I live, the suburb, uh, there's a certain route that I take. And virtually every time I've come to this studio, that's the route I take. Mm-hmm. But if you called me the morning of the show and said, hey, Eric, I would recommend that you go this different route. Take this street and then go to this particular freeway and then take this roadway and then make Jeff, my brain would kick in to say, that's not what we do, right? That's not how we do that. So mm-hmm. in a way, your brain is your ally and also your enemy. It likes stasis. It likes to yeah. be things yeah. to be the same. Right. And it's a good thing mm-hmm. in, in many respects because it's, it's a form of protection, right? Mm-hmm. It's a form of looking out for you. But what's interesting that if I just decide to try your idea – just just decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to see how that works. And then I find out the advice you were giving me was absolutely spot on. It cut off 15 minutes of my drive. I'm going, wow, I had no idea. Don't exactly how much time would elapse, but eventually my brain would start to say, why don't we try that route again? And the thing is, you'll have to go that route several more times before it replaces the your original old, route. The original route, exactly. So it's going to take some effort to change that pathway. Yeah. yeah. So in light of that, and you mentioned stasis, so when we are in times of rapid change and wrapped around these circumstances, it can be really, really difficult to navigate. And I know sometimes, and I even think when I recorded the video, that there might have been those who are saying, well, wait a minute, being well despite my circumstances, how do you do that? Well, that's why we're here today to kind of unfold that a bit, Jeff, Mm -hmm. because uh, one of the things that I learned in 2020, and it had nothing to do with the pandemic, it had nothing to do with race relations, um, diversity and equity, politics. I had a diagnosis before the pandemic, and it was a diagnosis that kind of left me flat on my back. Like, hey, wait, whoa, no, 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 can't be, no, you, what? How can that be? And what it did is, um, and it's ongoing, but what it has done, it has created, and I use this term, optimistic urgency. Mm. 
this idea that I've got a limited amount of time to get done the things that I've been put here to do. And Jeff, and for audience, I'm not going foreboding here. It's not like I'm on the verge of never, you know, of, of it's not evaporating, but just I, it's not grave and that kind of thing. But it's enough that it put in me more urgency and more optimism. And I kind of looked at it when this stuff started going down. Excuse my French. I'll be damned if I'm going to let a pandemic and this violence and this politics steal from me the time I've been given. Because it made me realize. It was serious enough to make me realize. You don't have as much time as you think you do, Eric. So... That was a catalyst. And I think what's interesting about that, Jeff, is that it was a supposed negative event that was the catalyst. So let's stay there for a minute. When we talk about negative events, disappointments, failures, and those kind of things, on the face of it, they're, it, I mean, they do, they hurt. We hate them. It's, it's terrible. But what are some of the things that potentially can come from them? Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's really interesting. It's you know when we've talked about the purpose of emotions, they're neutral, and you decide what to do with them. These circumstances are kind of the same way, maybe not as neutral because there are things happening from right. them, but your outcome is going to depend on what you do with the circumstances. Your circumstances drove you to reevaluate purpose and motivation and things like that. So. You took it in a positive way. You took a negative circumstance, which this has all been negative yeah, yeah. that we've been talking about, and you decided to do something with it that is going to move you forward in a positive way. And Jeff, I'm going to stop you there, right? Because I'm thinking about there's also the other choice, right? You can take a negative mm-hmm. and then respond negatively. Mm-hmm. And I've I've really reflected on this a lot in the last 12 months. It's like – what has my response been as an influence on those around me, those closest to me? You know, what impact has it had, right? And, and I, I do believe that most of the people that know me well would look back on 2020, despite all of its circumstances, and say that maybe my light was, it was bright. It was, it was positive. Mm-hmm. But it's important to kind of for me also to think about, well, what if I did maybe go the negative route? Chicken little, the sky is falling. Mm -hmm. Now, for my personality, Jeff, too, is also the withdrawal. I have that in me, mm -hmm. in my wiring, you know. (laughs) If you open me up like an iPhone or something, inside the wiring, you would see this tendency, this gravitational to withdraw. So what happens if I withdraw, Jeff? If you withdraw, you end up, one, dwelling on the negative mm-hmm. because that's the path you've decided to take. You now set a neural pathway, however yeah. you want to look at it, as yeah. I can't face this. There's nothing I can do about it. Yep. I, I'm going to pull the covers up over my head and hope it turns out okay. And then what's the impact on those closest to me when I take that approach, do you think? <sighs> They might do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this person that I've always looked at as an inspiration or somebody that would encourage me or somebody that, you know, I wanted to be like, and they don't want to get out of bed in the morning now. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to have an impact on that too. Because I'm trying to, uh, you know, I, I know it sounds kind of like um, 
you know, amateur professor here. Um, I, I really, really want to drive home the point, Jeff, that our circumstances don't affect others in a vacuum, right? If I can say it that way. You know? No, they don't. We're all part of a whole. Yeah. Whatever that is, whether it's your household, whether it's your neighborhood, whether it's your work, you're all you're part of that. Yeah. So one way or another, one way or another, it is going to influence the people around you. And I want to stress too, Jeff, it, it and you alluded to it. It is a choice. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we would serve ourselves better if we would recognize that this is about what you're choosing. And uh, I, I look around and I think that was the key catalyst for me to be able to stay on that positive road, if you will, because I chose it. And we spoke about this in an, a past episode about the idea of the farmer mm-hmm. and, and the potential of, um, of faith. There's this idea, there's an inherent implied statement of faith when that farmer puts a seed into the ground that in whatever number of months there will come a crop. You know, I've – because of this and because of the my interest I have in other people, I've seen the difference in people that, okay, I, I'm stuck at home. So I'm going to take a class online or I'm going to get my – I know somebody that's got their paint back, painting stuff back out. I have time to do something I've not done before. They have chosen mm-hmm. to do something. Okay, I really don't like being stuck at home or whatever, but now I have an opportunity. This circumstance has given me an opportunity to do that. I've done that with some photography classes and mm-hmm. some stuff like that that I wouldn't have even thought about doing if I didn't have more time. Right, yeah. So it's an opportunity. You. Like you said, I chose, and I know the people that I'm seeing that are getting through this healthily are the ones that have done that. Mm. You know, we've established a game night. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be a big deal. You know, Friday night we used to go out to dinner and a movie. Now we cook a family meal and watch something on Prime, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. They, they've taken the opportunity to do something positive with it. Yeah. Because um, as we begin to think about the ideas of what it is we can do to be well, uh, despite our circumstances, I want to take you down that pathway of those choices again. Because I live in that camp that believes that at the end of our days, 90% of our life will be reflected in the choices we made. Mm-hmm. And you would think in our culture in America, we'd be more mindful of that. Because if you, I don't know if you would agree with me on just Jeff, but I have a feeling you will. We're kind of a judgmental society. We're very quick to judge. Yeah, and it's funny because com- compared to a lot of other societies, we have many more opportunities to choose things. Some people really don't have an opportunity to choose. You know, their whole life is bent on. Stay literally staying alive, and you know what, Jeff and I, I, I think I did this with my daughter when she was um, when she was in high school, you know, and she made some great proclamation to me about something that happened like five years previously, and it was pretty monumental. And I said, "But you got to remember, history didn't start when you were born. 
you know? Yes. And, and I think that's something, kind of the absence of where we're at as a culture, that many people believe, well, you know, we, America was birthed on my birthday, you know, when I, when I, when I was, when I came out of my mom's womb, you know? You know I, I don't know. And I, I never can think what, what is the word when you study the or, or origins of words? Uh, oh boy. That's terrible. Put it in the comments if you know, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> circumstances, I think the root of that is something to do with circle circumference. Hmm. Circular. That that's all. I I think if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's keep going. But circumstances come around again, and around again, and around again. Ah, Jeff, that's great. That's great because there is a certain reality that whether you are in 2021 or 2028 or even 1999, we can all potentially look back and go. There's always been some set of circumstances. You know, it's, I forget where it is in the Bible, but there's something about there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so our audience probably says, okay, that's great. You guys have unwrapped circumstances, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so what is it that I can do? And I, I, I kind of want to go that route. Uh, some self-care things that I think can be helpful. <laughs> some of it is mindset-oriented, and then some of it is just the practical tools, right? When we think about self-care, and this is not, self-care is not in just in a certain silo. It is connected to the mindset piece, mm-hmm. which, which we'll get to here in a bit. But self-care is how we treat our physical, our mental, our spiritual, emotional person mm-hmm. that we are. And I'm not going to get into, okay, here are the five tips to a greater physical well-being or anything like that. I'm going to give you a simple idea that you can use. For example, look at your diet, your nutrition, and ask yourself, is what I'm eating making my life better? And in this case, your physical life. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't need to send Jeff or I an email reporting to us your food diary and what you did and what you didn't do, because this is not about judgment. We're not in a place where we even have an inkling of a desire to tell you what's good and bad about what you eat and your nutrition. All we're saying is you do your inventory and you do your assessment and ask yourself. And if the answer to that question is uh, maybe 75% of what I eat does make my life better, my physical life better, then what about the 25%? Yeah, I I need to look at that. Okay, when are you going to look at that? By when? And and again, it's it's just doing an assessment. It's like a self-assessment. It's this inventory, right? Same thing with exercise. Same thing with your mental health, right? All of these things, just simple. You know, I, I because we're so electronically connected now in different ways. Yeah. I've recommended, and I've done this myself. Who are you following? Mm-hmm. On Facebook or Twitter or okay, that's a great one, Jeff. And I'm interrupting you because I want you to stay there because when we get to mindset, okay, that that one really, really is a big one. Right? Okay, so simple equation: is what I am eating, drinking, moving, exercise, mental stress management, is it making my life better as it pertains to that particular area? Mm-hmm. You find the things that are working well and are being served well and making better and all that, 
and you check that box. The things that are not, there's probably three ways you're going to go. You either need to stop, you need to keep doing it, or you kind of need to evaluate. Exactly. As to, okay, should I be doing this? Is it the right thing? Maybe you got to go to a friend. Maybe you need to go to a counselor, someone in that particular area that can talk to you that you can say, hey, take a look at this. What do you think? But just keep it very simple. Mm-hmm. Let's not, we'll save the five major steps to being a more physically fit person for another episode and another time. I want to keep this just. Or, or somebody that's their specialty. Okay, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But for us here today, I, I throw that out to you. Is it making my life better? Because quite frankly, back to that optimistic urgency, you should be involved in things that are making your life better. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go to mindset. Okay. You started down that path of social media. Let me let you, uh, well, let me, let me set you up a little bit. For okay. That. Around election time here in the United States, there are people glued to things like Facebook and Twitter and probably any other number of social media platforms. And I don't know about you guys out there in the audience, but going through a feed of hearing people bark at each other and just spewing whatever else is just on their mind at that moment is a little bit burdensome. Right. Right. And it can and it does have an outcome. Right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit more about who you follow. Are you getting information or are you getting validation for your thoughts? Ooh. Okay. Th- these are my political views, whatever they are. And I follow this person that has the same views. Is he telling me or are they telling me anything new that's going to help me make decisions and decide is this the right path? Or are they regurgitating stuff I already know and then you get all the uh, the venom mm-hmm. in the comments and the responses and that kind of thing? Once again, is is what I'm doing beneficial to me? Am I getting more information so I can have a um, educated decision, or am I just getting emotional stirring up that serves no purpose? You know, I already know what my beliefs are. Do I need to hear all this other stuff? You know, people with opposite opinions that are not really. We don't know how to have a debate in this country anymore. If you and I have opposite opinions, it's very unusual that we would be able to sit down. I I think we could. Oh, sure. The two of us, but it's very unusual for two people to be able to sit down and have a debate. Well, these are my thoughts. What do you think about that? Well, these are my thoughts and not have it turn into a shouting match or a a Facebook comment war. Mm -hmm. Is is that worthwhile? Do, Do I need to be involved in this? Is it like you said about the exercise, is this making my life better? Am I leaving this with a positive attitude or am I leaving you know, with a thundercloud over my head? Yeah. What is this doing for me? And if it's not helping you make a decision, if it's not leaving you with, like you said, the opportune, you know, circumstantial optimism or however you phrase that. Optimistic urgency. Op- op- optimistic urgency. Leave it alone. It's not yeah. doing you any good. And Jeff, this is also applies to things that are non-political too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, it could be just the group of friends you're hanging with, or the and, and maybe that's your crew is found on social media, Instagram, or or 
you know, whatever it may be. Mindset is huge because it will typically, in majority of cases, will determine what you're going to do, your behavior, mm-hmm. right? And I have found that, and I've used this analogy with some clients, that um, think of it as like a glass that holds liquid. Um, and you fill in the blank, whether it's tea or coffee or water or whatever, okay? That container, that glass is only meant to hold a certain amount. And you can't expand the glass. No. It's, it's, it holds that much. If it's 16 ounces, it's 16 ounces. And what you put in there, choose well. Mm-hmm. Choose well. Because, again, you cannot expand the glass. You know, 16-ounce glass, you try to put 20 ounces in it. What is that four ounces that's going to get spilled on the table? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it valuable or not? Right, because you can't have 20 ounces in a 16-ounce glass. Another way of – I've looked at it, that, and I cannot remember the gentleman's name, but he, he mentioned something very powerful, and he mentioned it relating to politics, but I think it applies – it can apply to a lot of areas. And that is what occupies your soul. Mm, yeah. You know? And all of us as human beings and, – and, and this doesn't – this doesn't remove your opportunity for diversity and, and your own uniqueness and what you choose versus what somebody else chooses. But again, what is occupying your soul and is it making your life better? Mm-hmm. Again, if it's making your life better, well, that's probably a good sign. Keep doing it. If you don't know, there's time for some probing and some time for some counsel, some advice from others, maybe to help you come to a conclusion. And if it is not making your life better, and I know this can be a real daunting one, mm-hmm. it's a sign it's time to stop. It's time to remove. It's time to get it out of there. Because think about it, Jeff. If it's occupied with something that shouldn't be there, can the thing that's really good for you get in? I, I talk with somebody and – we were kind of talking about this subject, and they were talking about the same thing about social media and stuff. And they go, I realized I needed to get off when I couldn't go to sleep because somebody with a name I don't really know what their name is living somewhere I don't know, I'm still thinking about their comment, and I can't get to sleep. Mm, yeah. They, they just said, I, I stop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Jeff, and another area of mindset, I think, is about that idea of choosing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know that there's all kinds of science around this particular realm, but I want to try to just keep it to the basics of, of something that I have learned that uh, has helped me. And that is when I discovered that no one can make me happy except me. At first, when I was given that uh, idea, I thought, but wait a minute, I, I'm married, I got kids, I got friends, I got, no, you, Eric, you're the only one. There's a lot of people that have that exact same thing and are very unhappy. Okay. So I used to even think, well, certainly God can make me happy. No, he won't. <laughs> no. Because the whole idea of this, right? And where I'm going with it is that happiness is a choice. And that transcends circumstances. And that's one of the key things. And 
everyone out there, it does take practice and work. It is building a neural pathway that says, in this moment, in this time, regardless of my circumstance, whether they be good or bad, whether I'm on top of the world or in the gutter, I'm choosing happiness. You know, I, I want to take happiness another step. There's a difference between being happy and joyful. Yes, absolutely. Okay, happy is a cir- is a circumstance. Mm-hmm. I'm happy because I'm driving my new car off the car lot. Yeah, but I'm I'm joyful because you know I love my wife very much, and you know something. It's something deeper. It's it, that's the state of mind. Happiness is a circumstance. State of joyful is a state yeah. of mind. And it's so funny. You mentioned the car driving it off the lot. You're super happy, and then when you make the left turn, you get sideswiped. Now you're unhappy. Or you just realize as soon as I drove it on the road, <laughs> it dropped. <laughs> I, it's only worth half of what I just paid for. You know. So yeah. yeah right. But the, but the joyful part about having that new car is, you know, I love the way it handles. It's it's got a good stereo. I'm really enjoying having this <clears> car. It's something that I'm going to keep enjoying it. Yeah. It's yeah. not just the happiness of that moment of driving it off the lot. Right. And 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 please understand, and Jeff, I know you know this. It's not that you have to like your circumstances. No. It's it's there's times you're not supposed to because they're not circumstances that are positive or yeah. yeah. And that's that's a key part of this too with the mindset is that you can give yourself that self-empathy. You don't have to be this, like, pretend that everything is great when it's not. What we're talking about is that you're choosing to see things in a different way. And I think the last part of mindset is also that idea about gratitude and thankfulness. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier about you know being in the United States and the opportunities and choices that we have in front of us. And I had this conversation with my wife um, this morning. I'm sorry, just by far, Americans. Uh, I unabashedly believe the greatest nation on the planet, not because it's better than India and better than Europe and better than Latin America, and we're number one and you're not. Mm-hmm. It's not that idea. It's just I'm expressing to you that it is one of the greatest countries. How about that on the planet? Because of the freedoms we have. Opportunities and choices. Yeah, right? So which is more of the reason why we can. And I found that the more that I focus on all of the things that I have to be thankful for is the more that my mindset shifts when I make that choice to be happy, I've got something that is fueling it. And it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and it's it's one of those things that... Again, it's not like the Google search where you get it in 15 seconds. It's not. I mean, you, you, you will have to wrestle with your emotions. You will have to exercise your emotional intelligence to, to move to that place of where your executive function, the prefrontal, right, kicks in and gives you the perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That's the core of our work, right, Jeff? Yeah. So it's really trying to and, – and I hope everybody understands out there in the audience that it is – these small steps and these movements toward. And the more that you do, the more steps that you take, you're building that pathway to that place of where you've got a new a new approach. And I think it's important to remember that you know you prepare yourself for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know there's going to be circumstances. 
Once again, we're in, we're in Ohio, and when I was coming here to do the recording, we have some bad weather coming in. So there's going to be a circumstance of bad weather, and people are preparing for it. They're, mm. they're treating the roads because we're going to have this circumstance of bad weather. So we're going to be ready for the circumstance. Jeff, you just said something that's making me – we're going to leave the third thing for another time because you just hit on something that, that might even actually be even better than the third thing or maybe even cover the third thing, and that is preparation. Right. So you mentioned that there's weather potentially coming and there's this preparation. Talk a little bit more about that, and then let's talk about how that applies to our lives. Well, in this case, like I said, they're, they're, they're pre-treating the roads. So if we do get the snow and ice – the roads will be good. So they've put some thought into it. The, you know, it's not, I guess you could say this is the, the Department of Transportation's neural pathway that they've developed. Right. There's snow coming. We need to get the guys or the people out in the trucks, and we need to preach roads, and, and that will keep people from sliding all over the place and getting into accidents. Mm-hmm. So we need to think about what kind of preparations can we make uh, when the pandemic hit. How many people took the time to think about how am I going to keep myself mentally healthy? You know, those things that you mentioned before, what kind of preparation can I make? Well, maybe I need to, you know, whatever your practice is, maybe I need to double down on it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, that third thing, again, is coming back into my mind because it is this idea of – if I said to you, um, Jeff, you have um, you have a heart condition. Well, my gut is you've got a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. If uh, you've got issue with your eyes, you probably have an ophthalmologist. I think all of us need to have a full list of those we go to for help. Mm-hmm. If I have issues with my mental health, I have a therapist. If I have issues with my I have type 1 diabetes. I have an endocrinologist. And Jeff, I wouldn't dream of trying to self-treat myself. I wouldn't dream of, even in the times in my life where I made the mistake of thinking, oh, I'll be fine. And mental health is one of those where that, that typically bears itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just need to, I, you know, I just need to like suck it up and, and, and just work harder, not be so worried about things. We should have all of these resources around us that will take care and help us and prep because there's nothing worse than not preparing and then having the thing that you were warned about come knock on your door. Right. That is very demoralizing and very de- um, oh my gosh! And it, motivating. And it, yeah, and and here's the thing: I don't want to turn it into something as foreboding, like it's this grand warning to you. But all of us have been given these these signals, these clues. There's something that the Department of Transportation must have read, heard, or seen that made them say, "We need to get the trucks out today." Right. There was something. There was some data, and I doubt seriously that they just would dismiss it and go, ah, you know, this is weather, <laughs> who knows? Well, it's not my car. Right. right. I'm driving a big truck. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Right. So how is it when we have that example that we treat ourselves like the, I don't care. You know, 
we just did an episode on listening. And one of the things we didn't talk about because it wasn't really a topic, have you ever listened to yourself? Oh, yeah. Pay attention to pay attention to your thoughts. What am I thinking? Am I thinking gloom and despair and mm-hmm. you know what was it? Gloom, despair, agony on me from Hee Haw years ago. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm dating myself again. Uh, that's all right. But what are you thinking? Yeah, what's going into your mind? What are you yeah. paying attention to? Yeah, yeah. You know, really listening to what's happening. Pay Which, attention to your body. Your body is going to give you information too. Yeah, and these are all things. And be active at it. And and here's the thing: uh, if if you're listening out there today, and you you've thought therapy was for those who had something wrong with them, and you don't. You, I mean, you maybe you had a stigma attached to it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, you you've had that neural pathway, Jeff, mm-hmm. right? But today is a day where you can make a turn. You can make a decision. And maybe you don't go out and find one immediately. Maybe you just read an article. Maybe there's something out there that you can find that will kind of give you some tips on how to approach therapy. You may have someone in your life that is that person. Yeah. Somebody that really knows you. Yeah. And like I said, we just did this thing on that listening. You can go to them and go, are you noticing anything? So, Jeff, as we get toward the end of the show today, I, I'm i really in that mindset that this is vitally important work. And, you know, we typically – we have show notes that you can catch if you subscribe to the podcast, uh, as well as – we just want to emphasize to you our, our, em, our email is info at Spirit of EQ. If, if you're something you've heard on this show or any of the other shows that really kind of made you think and made you wonder, okay, well, what, what if I wanted to unwrap that a little further, right? Send us an email. Between Jeff and I, we have access to all kinds of resources to point you to, and we'd be more than happy to, to help if we can. This is a journey, and, and it begins with these small steps. Because I really feel, Jeff, if we wait around for circumstances to line up for us the way that we like, uh, we're going to miss out on a great life. No, I, I just want to add one more thing. Yeah. If there's something in any of the podcasts when you listen to them and you go, aha, put it in the comments. One, we love to hear that. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. your moment of aha may be what someone else needs. That's very, very powerful. That is I'm so glad you brought that up because if you are a subscriber to the podcast, you're part of the community, Mm -hmm. right? And you're so right, Jeff. If there's something that you said, hey, you know what? They mentioned this part about, you know, the importance of having a therapist along with a pastor, along with a doctor, a specialist or whatever it may be. And I did that and, and it helped so much. That's something that as we record these shows, we can't we this is not a live show. It's not a call in radio mm-hmm. show. We we don't know. We can't. So Jeff, that's that's so great. So audience, please, um your comments are are, are appreciated. And I and I'm not saying that because everything we say is amazing, because Eric and I both have aha moments just about every time we do a podcast because yeah. we're different that's, people. Absolutely. So yeah, it's not because we're super smart. We've just spent time doing this, and we want to hear your comments. Yeah. And anyway, our producer, Brett's the only really smart one around here. So, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we look forward to the next time we're with you. Take care. 
Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them. So reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, yes. do you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So to we're, hear- we're not the perfect podcast host? We're close. Okay. All but, right. But, but not, still, not totally we want perfect. your feedback. We want your feedback. But it'll, it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Pennington with The Spirit of EQ. I'm not introducing a new episode today. I'm here to tell you some things that might help you. Jeff, you're with me as always. So how do people get in touch with us? Well, the best way is just send us an email at info at spiritofeq.com. That's awesome. Jeff, I was also thinking about reviews, and I'm notoriously bad at asking for them, so... Reviews on all of the platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think that'd be good? I think that would be great because, one, that will help us learn how to make better ones. And it's always good for us. So we're we're not the perfect podcast host? We're close. Okay. All right. But but still, we want your feedback. We want your feedback. But it also might uh, let us know a new subject. Hey, we need to dig deeper into that. So let us know what you think. Cool. We really appreciate that. As always, too, there is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel. Those also have mechanisms or or options for you to be able to leave a comment, a like, or those kind of things. Just want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with us. Right, Jeff? Right. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Once again, we really appreciate you tuning in today. One of the things that Jeff and I want to bring to your attention as well is that when we created this podcast, it was not intended to take the place of a clinician. In other words, if you find yourself in a place where there's something deeper going on or something that you cannot solve on your own, we do recommend that you reach out to a clinician of some sort. This podcast is purely opinion-based And it is rooted in the desire to help you along your path in whatever way we can. However, it is never going to replace, nor should it ever be looked at as a replacement for clinical help in any way. Thanks again for tuning in.